I'm Katie Clark. I'm a mom of three, luxury matchmaker, and a no-nonsense dating coach on a mission to help singles reclaim their love life one date at a time. In today's dating landscape, from apps and swipes to texting and ghosting, so much has changed. But you know what I've found out still actually works best? Old school standards with new school style. Teaching my philosophy on how to date like an adult, no topic is off limits. I address everything from taboo to trending in dating. So grab your earbuds and get ready for some practical dating advice, saucy stories, and new inspiration to find your way to true love. I've helped thousands of people be confident, feel successful, and to have some fun dating along their journey. And I'm here to help you too. Hey everyone, and thanks for joining the Dating with Katie podcast. Today, you are just so picky, right? Is that what you say all the time? Oh, Katie, I am just so picky. Well, we're going to get to the bottom of that because I actually believe the issue is you're not understanding the differences between preferences and non-negotiables. So that's going to be the theme for today. So make sure that you are subscribing because the next couple of podcasts kind of all go sequentially. A lot of my podcasts build on each other. Um, So you want to subscribe. You want to send these to your single friends, right? You want to help the single world out. So make sure you share these podcasts with people you know. And do me a favor and get in my database. All the links are below. All my courses are below. Confidence 101 for men. Seven Steps to Sexy for Women. I actually just got my week six. It's all about like what you wear. I do a whole video and I just show you how to know your color, how to know your cut for your body, what to wear, what not to wear. It's like literally show and tell from my closet. You want to get that. And then I also have 14 days to dating success. There are five minute videos, 14 days in a row. It's from start to finish. Like how to even get online, how to even be ready, and then all the way to you like them, you don't like them, how do you end this, and how do we do this in a adult way, which because you guys know I'm all for dating like an adult. So those are my 20%ers out of the 80, 100% of people out there dating. Only 20% of you are quality. Sorry, hate to say it, but if you're listening to this, you are my 20%er. You're cool quality, and you are looking to date somebody with quality like you. All right, well, let's get started today because this is going to be a good one. I've got some serious stuff I'm going to talk about. You might want to take notes. These are only 15 minutes long, 1% of your day. So I try to keep it pretty on topic. All right, so here is what I always hear. And as a matchmaker, which is what I do full time. So guys, I know there's a million dating coaches out there, especially post-COVID. I think everybody who's single is like, I'm a dating coach. The reason I can coach you in dating is because I actually match people for a living. People pay me big money to do this. And I have to do it visually. Like I, I don't do blind dates. By the way, don't ever sign up for a blind date company. I think that is the worst loss of money only because we're all visual in this day and age and anybody can tell you anything about someone and you know what it's like. It's like uber ghosted when you or uber catfished when you pay someone and they don't even look like it. So I hear it all the time. I'm literally matching via looks, via preferences, via like non-negotiables. It's really important that all of those come together when I match make. But I hear it from my clients. I hear it from the DMs I'm getting on Instagram. Katie, I'm just so picky. You know you've said it, you've said it to a friend, it could be true, but I have to make sure that you understand that in this world of online choices, you think you can be picky. And technically you can be picky because you can just do the disposable dating that I call it, just keep swiping, just going back to the online. But I know that people who are listening to this don't want to keep doing that. So maybe take the I'm so picky part 
out of your vocabulary because the more you say that, it is literally just reinforcing the fact that you're so you're so picky. And not only that, you actually think you're uber special. Like, look, I already think you're a great person. I'm sure of it, no doubt. But you, there's a million super special, amazing people out there and that you're just all looking for each other. So don't act as if you are the only super special. I'm so picky. I deserve the best because the quality people all deserve each other. And so really, this idea is getting you into what I call analysis paralysis. You are, you, you know, you've got FOMO and actually coming up, I'm going to be doing Are You Settling? That is my next podcast. Are You Settling? And that FOMO, oh no, could I get better? Could I do better? Could I find richer? Could I find younger? Ugh, it's killing your game. It's killing your game. And so is I am so picky. So this analysis paralysis, this idea that you have unlimited choices, well, guess what? You don't. Because first off, you have to swipe on somebody you like, and then you also have to sw find somebody who's swiped back on you. Now, in the game of online dating, people are just swiping away. And you know the goober guy is swiping yes on every girl he can see versus the female who barely ever swipes on anybody. So for guys, it's a really hard game. But you really shouldn't be into this. Now, I have to tell you that when I was dating and I, my focus on dating was having fun. And you guys know that I want you to get confident, be successful, and have fun dating. I literally was not uber picky because I wanted to I wanted to test how flexible I could be on my preferences. Now, let me give you an example. I like men with hairy chest. I like a little hair. I don't like a lot of hair, but just like enough to be like, I actually like to run my fingers through hair. I, you know, my my boys don't have any hair because they're young. When I look at young boys, they don't have hair. So I don't like that look to me, you know, when you, I see an older man with no hair and even when they shave it and then it's all prickly, I think it's the worst. Like, I want to see your manhood on your chest, you know, give me some, uh, what is that, uh, William Wallace or <laughs> from the movie. I want some manliness on my man. And I remember dating this great guy. He was tall. He was dark. He was just a good heart. He's a good guy. I still know him to this day. He is fantastic. But he didn't have any chest hair. And I really just couldn't get past it. Like to me, and no offense here, but I thought he kind of looked like a dolphin. Like it's just too, too smooth for me. I needed, I love, I love hairy arms. I like that on my man. I'm the one who's smooth and pretty. So I remember dating guys who were bald and shorter and had careers that, you know, I found interesting, but maybe didn't think I'd probably marry or date um, like long term. But I wanted to give them a chance because it might actually just surprise you. So keep that in mind that I have been there and I have done this. But ultimately, I think what you have to understand, do you want to be alone or do you want to be adored? Ladies, I'm specifically speaking to you on this because you really need to get your head together because there are millions of good guys out there. I'm telling you the good guys, not the nice guys, not the simps, the good men. And you are being too darn picky. That's why I barely ever take female clients because they are so darn picky and they say that themselves and I have to remind them that even if you ever work with me and we have this on our website we can only guarantee your success if you listen to us we actually have that in capitals if you don't listen to me and you never find a guy throughout the season uh, that is acceptable to you uh, then it's because you didn't listen to me <laughs> and you thought you were too good for everybody so ladies I'm giving you fair warning and guys I'm thanking you for having to put up with that uh, but just be patient the right woman who's got her feet settled and grounded and knows a good quality man, she will find you, I promise. All right, well, let's talk about how do you know 
How do you know? Here are my suggestions so you can find someone who, who can be your partner, guys. Relationship. I thought that was the goal here, not just dating. So here's what you need to understand. Today we're talking about the preferences versus non-negotiables. We're going to start with non-negotiables. Non-negotiable, guys. This isn't negotiable at all. And these are how you find out what your non-negotiables are. And throughout dating, that list might grow. It might shrink. But it's important that you actually write these things down, what you are not going to flex on, okay? So this all comes from what I call your value set. And in your value set, you're going to create your standards. Now, that's how you are actually going to prove to the person you're dating how much you value your value sets, right? Um, Don't worry about all the vocabulary. I just do it for my own sanity because I have so many words that go through my head. Now, I do in episode 39, I talk about something called the list. Now, you all have this list, and it's Mr. Tall, Dark, Handsome, Misfit, Perfect, whatever. Actually, men's list is much shorter. They usually have, men go by preferences. They don't have a list of expectations. So, ladies, you're lucky. Um, But, ladies, I'm speaking to you probably more directly on this one today. Your list, you know what it should include is how somebody will treat you. Now, that is everything in a quality relationship. And so episode 39, I talk about that and I give you some suggestions. Um, and that's that's going to be key in how you choose someone. And those are your non-negotiables. Like, I do not want somebody who's going to scream at me in public. I have dated someone who has screamed at me multiple times in public. And that's on a podcast as well. That is the... Uh, the rich guy, no, it was like the old guy, the rich guy, and the nice guy. Uh, so the rich guy, just just because he's rich, I'll tell you what, man, yelling at me in public, he would get drunk in public. Uh, then he'd yell at me. It was just terrible. It was miserable. So when you have your value set and you have your standards, which sadly, my standards weren't strong enough yet. I, I didn't leave him quick enough. I should have. But it created that new sense of awareness and my standards. So the next time I wasn't fooled by a man who would get drunk and yell at me. It's not, it wouldn't even come close to happening. So let's talk about, there are four standards that I think you need to have and write these down and write within them and, you know, add to it yourself. Because they do say that if you don't fall, if, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall, fall for everything. Now, ladies, so if you don't have any standards and you can't stand up to somebody, you're going to fall for that charming man who says those nice words and they're all baloney. So let's get started. Emotional standards. These are things that you need to expect out of your partner. And these are good. You want someone who's got a growth mindset. By the way, that's called your EQ, episode 35, that they're, they already have healthy relationships that they are working on. They understand boundaries and they also have them. Uh, they won't break up with you over fights. I mean, have you been doing that? I used to do that. I'd be like, oh, well, this is getting difficult. I'm moving on. No way, Jose. Now you have to understand that, you know, relationships are work, but they shouldn't be hard all the time. And they don't dismiss your feelings. So those are going to be emotional standards that I'm looking for in somebody else and that I also expect of myself. Number two is your character standards. Guys, this is going to be loyalty. Do they believe in loyalty? Which we'll talk about in a minute. Commitment. You know, are they serious about moving forward? Which we will also be talking about. Trust. Do you trust them? Are you always on shaky ground? Are they always checking their phone? Are they always not answering their phone? Um, Do they prioritize you and your time? Do they honor your time? Do you honor their time? Again, this goes both ways, you guys. Uh, another character, are they hardworking? Do, do they believe in providing in their best way? So a lot of men don't need women to provide financially or they're not looking for her to bring home the bacon, but they do want her to know how to cook some good bacon maybe. And this is, you know, obviously this is just, um, you know, just a word picture. This isn't 
necessarily for every single person, but you know, do you value that as well? Um, and are they hardworking? By the way, I was with my sister-in-law the other day and she says, yeah, your brother's been working extra hard. She's like, it's so sexy. Uh, yes, absolutely it is. Um, and character also comes from your religious and political alignments. Do not, do not poo-poo those. Those are super important. And I would never, ever even put two people together who were totally different religions or political alignments. I don't care. Even if they said it's not a big deal, it is a big deal. Um, so number two, Three is going to be your future standards. So guys, so far we have, you know, what are the emotional standards you expect? What are the character standards you expect from someone? What are future standards that you expect from someone? Obviously, depends on the stage in life. I am divorced. I The, the future standards that I have for, for men that I was dating is that they're ready to go have fun and, and travel with me and only me and, and do life. So maybe that's not what you're in. You know, maybe you want children and you want to get married. You believe in marriage. I believe in marriage. I wanted to get married. I would never go date a guy who didn't believe in marriage for a round two. Like, I don't believe the statistics. I believe you, round two means you get to do it better. So I was looking for someone who's marriage-minded, who was ready to go have fun, not raising kids. Maybe you do want to raise kids. How many kids do you want? Uh, how much do you value kids? Who's going to raise your kids, right? Those are huge questions. Uh, and so many of you are dating and you have this whole well I'll have kids if they want to have kids I hear this all the time well I'm open no you're not that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard having a child is the most uh responsible thing you could ever do in life so you either want one or you don't like don't make this like a maybe maybe not it's a yes or no if in your heart of hearts you want to have a child you want to have a child and if in your heart of hearts you don't, then th then it's a no. And some of these men will woo women and say, oh, sure, baby, I'll have it. Or some of these girls will say, no, I don't want a kid. And then boom, a couple years later, you, you hear the truth come out. So get really clear on that intention so you do not mislead anybody. Um, and then are these, is this someone who in the future are, wants to do parallel things? right? Ask those questions. I married a missionary. I knew he wanted to go live in China. I knew he wanted to go live in a foreign country probably forever. And I'll tell you what, he's back in a foreign country with his new wife and I'm so happy for him. But I knew that going in and I was cool with it. So I would never want him to compromise his heart's desire, nor would I want mine compromised as well. So you've got to find someone you're doing life parallel, right? Going on the same direction on the same freeway. Uh, and number four is physical standards. Now, this has a lot to do with uh, kind of a bigger picture here. So health and wellness, do you both value that? Are you both working at it equally? Do you both believe you should both continue working on it? Uh, and then this also is talking about you're not looking to others physically to satisfy any sexual needs. So are you both on the same page about porn? Porn, don't don't believe the lie. It does not help relationships. I don't know any woman who's like, yeah, I just love that my husband looks at porn. I love that my boyfriend looks at Zero. Zero women ever. And if they say they do, it's because they're just they're just placating some man that they're afraid to lose. Ladies, stand up against it. You know, there's no hall passes. You know ENM, which I'm going to do a podcast on, ethically non-monogamous. That's, that's like... The biggest irony right there. It's like an oxymoron all in three words. Um, so yeah, you have to understand physically, like are you both on that same page? And I would hope quality people are on the same page. Will you respect another person's decision about how long they want to wait till they have sex? I mean, episode 30, I talk all about sex and dating and when do you bring it in and what's the best idea? So you need to be with a person who says, and you need to communicate it earlier than later, guys, especially you ladies, because you're the ones who usually are holding out, which I applaud you and actually encourage 
encourage you. you know, Steve Harvey says, don't give out the cookies. And then physically as well, do you find them attractive? And by the way, for most of the time, we do not always look our best, but you need to find them attractive. So I'm not saying you should be with a person only because they meet these standards and, you know, but you're not physically attracted. Of course you need to be physically attractive. That's silly for anyone to say you don't have to be, but not all the time. I don't look beautiful all the time. I can guarantee you that. And I try to keep it real on my IG where I look pretty normal. Um, and then do you believe both in staying healthy? Like I do believe you should try to keep up the best look that you've met each other. I mean, age, we all are going to be changing, but Gaining monstrous weight, uh, you know, just for no reason or because you're eating poorly, that's not okay. That's not fair to your partner. So do you agree, do you have these standards already set? Like even for, for physical standards, like smoking. I never ever would date a smoker in any way. I don't care if you smoke a pot, nothing. Because my mom died at 67, she stopped breathing because she was a chain smoker. Know where you stand. How much alcohol can they drink until you think that they're an alcoholic? Right? And how much are you drinking? Because they probably think you're an alcoholic. So get on top of that. So again, emotional standards of someone, the character standards, your future standards, and physical standards. And when I say standards, guys, you need to put these into applicable application, right? For your for your dating life. Because you could have, you could say, well, this is my non-negotiable, but then you let it slide because you didn't have a standard set. Uh, you didn't you, you didn't even have these written down. You didn't really know, so you kind of let it go, right? That happens a lot. Now let's talk about preferences because this is what most of you make your list about. And I'm gonna go through this quick because you all know what your preferences are, even though you call them, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna go out with a guy who's short, Katie. Well, you are ridiculous because most men are 5'8". And here's the thing, ladies, you can be alone or you can be adored. Which one do you want? So I just heard Hoda, she was talking and I just posted this on my IG. You know, she says there's a new dating trend and it's all about the short, bald men. They're in because they adore you. Like, who doesn't want to be adored? Ladies, you could be dating the tallest, hottest, head of hair guy ever and he doesn't even pay attention to you. But I will see some of you still stay with those guys. Well, Katie, the sex was great. Well, you're delusional, okay? You are just ridiculous and your heart is not in a good spot. So if all you want is just to have great sex, I mean, that just tells me you're not really looking for a relationship and it's just shallow. There you go. Um, so let me give you a couple quick stories because again, you know, money, beauty, hair, height, body shape, uh, someone's echelons, that's, you know, what you think you're looking for. But I've also seen people switch dramatically about what they tell me, and then when I show them a client or like a future date, they will be like, yes, I'll date that, which is totally opposite of what they told me in the beginning. So here's an example. I have a client right now. She sends me two pictures of two guys, both about 42. One is this Irish redheaded guy, and one is this Indian man. And she goes, this is my type. I'm like, what in the world is your type on this? She says, well, they're both bankers. So what her type really is, is she wants someone who's successful. So my question to her then is, well, what if your type is a successful, and I, I met a guy who did this, egg broker. Are you okay with that or do they have to be a banker? Because when you start to pigeonhole people, it's never going to go well. So so what? An egg broker, the world always needs eggs. I think that's actually a better, better gig. He's probably got a better uh, retirement than the bankers, especially with what's going on now. Um, and then here's another example. I had a female client. She was in my wing girl coaching program. Katie, I only want to date guys five years older. Well, guess what? She's 50. 55-year-old men are not going to date her. I love her and she's in good shape, but that is the honest truth. And they can get younger. And she was already in a season in her life. Her kid was in college. She had money. She had her own businesses. She traveled between California and Florida. She wanted to go have fun. A lot of 55-year-old men are still paying off their divorces. They are they still have children, especially here in, in California. 
And I just looked at her and said, sorry, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to give me some, something to work with here. So I met a guy at a bar. So great. So fun. I thought he was about 58. Ends up, he's 62. I set them up on a date. Did not tell her the age, even though she just hounded me. I said, I'm not telling you. Go on the date. They've been dating for two years. Two years. And she adores him. They travel the world. They enjoy life. He has a boat. It's exactly what she wanted, but she was stuck on her preferences. Now, here's one more, and then I'm going to pop out. But I had a client. He wanted to date a younger girl because he wanted to. He was 52. He wanted to have a baby. So he wanted to date these young 30-year-olds. So we put him on dates with these young 30-year-olds. And this is what he said. Katie, they don't even know who the Rolling Stones are. Well, no, duh. And so the problem with that is that as much as you want to have a baby with a 32-year-old, it's not going to work in real life. And he just, it, he had to come to that realization that that's not what he is truly looking for. He needs a partner in life, not a pretty girl. Well, you guys, you've got to tune in for the next one. The next one I'm going to be talking about, are you settling? I know it's a question you ask. And then I'm going to be talking about manifesting the person you desire. We're going to hit those topics. I will talk to you soon. And don't forget, get confident, be successful, and go have some fun dating.